Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Missy Mouse Goes to the Park by Lois Strachan, with illustrations by Colleen Gomez. Early one morning, Missy Mouse woke up and jumped out of bed. Although Missy was blind and could not see the sun, as she opened the curtains, she could feel the warm sunlight on her face. She smiled. Good morning, sun. What a beautiful day it is. Just perfect for a walk to town, I think. And that was today's guest reading from one of her adorable books written for children to help them understand blindness. We'll speak with Lois Strachan, author of the Missy Mouse series of books featuring, as you can tell, a young blind protagonist. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Lois Strachan. So many people feel that they don't want to share their own stories because they don't see any value in their own stories. What I feel is so important, particularly for those of us who may not resemble the standard person out there in the world, is that people need to know our stories, understand our stories, and for us to share our stories, because in that way, it breaks down the misunderstandings and the barriers that builds differences between people. And these are a great series of books for doing that. I am certainly not shy about sharing my story with our young grandchildren who are three and five as we're recording this, but we bought them these books and this is a great way to give them another perspective from something on their level to help understand what blindness is about. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Guide Dogs for the Blind, working to help individuals who are blind or visually impaired move through the world safely through partnerships with trained guide dogs. More information is at guidedogs.com. And by NaviLens, a four-color QR code designed to be located and read from up to 60 feet away without the need to focus on it. Now, using augmented reality, NaviLens 360 Vision locates the NaviLens codes in a 3D space available for iPhone and soon for Android. More at navilens.com. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Lois. My name is Lois Strachan. I live in Cape Town in South Africa. And I am an author of five and a half books. I'm a podcaster, a motivational speaker, a sometime rock musician, and a guide dog handler. Wow. How did you get into all of those different modes of writing and speaking? I lost my sight at the age of 21 as a result of diabetic retinopathy. And having something like that happen as an adult totally shifted what I was planning on doing with my, my life's journey. I was planning on becoming an archaeologist, which 
became a little bit complicated once I lost my sight. And it sort of left me not knowing really what I wanted to do. And just through the various things that I've done in my life, I came down to an understanding that I love telling stories. I love inspiring people, sharing information and engaging with people. So becoming a motivational speaker, particularly one who can use my storytelling to raise awareness about how we accomplish different, the tools and techniques we use as visually impaired community members really gave me a lot of enjoyment. And the books really came out of that speaking journey as well, because one of my mentors said to me that when I speak, even though my stories are useful to inspire people to think a little bit differently about their own challenges, often they want to know more about my story. And that's really where the books came from. The Missy Mouse books are to help children understand the tools and techniques that we use and to help them just to know that someone who's visually impaired or blind is a normal person who uses different techniques to do the same things that a sighted person does. And then my more recent books, uh, there's a memoir called A Different Way of Seeing. That's a book that does much the same thing for a more adult audience. And the book that I'm working on now, which I hope to publish in a few months, is called Pause for Thought. And that is really a dog memoir or a memoir about my current guide dog, whose name is Fiji. Oh, how nice. <laughs> it's, it's been such fun to write. And then the podcast that I do is called A Different Way of Traveling. You can probably notice the theme there in the title of my book and the, the podcast. And it's on accessible travel, interviewing people with disabilities who choose to engage with the tourism activities and the tourism and hospitality industries and how they are making their services accessible. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the Missy Mouse series of books that Lois has written. As Pete mentioned, we gave some Missy Mouse books to our grandsons, and we thought we would let them ask the first few questions. Hi, I'm Bryce. Hi, I'm Brayden. Hello, Brayden. Hello, Bryce. My name's Lois, and I'm the author of the Missy Mouse books. I'm so glad to hear that you enjoyed reading the books, and thank you so much for the questions you sent me. I'm going to do my best to answer your questions, but if you do have other questions, please just let your grandparents know, and I'll try and answer those as well. Why did you write those books? Why you just write your books? I wrote the Missy Mouse books so that children like you can learn a little bit about what it's like to be blind, to, to not be able to see. And you'll find that Missy Mouse does lots of things that people who can see does, but she does them in a different way. So she has to use her other senses to 
discover what's happening in the world around her, where people can usually just look at them and see what's happening. So she uses her sense of hearing a lot. She uses her sense of touch to feel what things are like. She uses her sense of smell and her sense of taste. And those help her to learn what's happening in the world around her. Why is Missy Mouse blind? Though it doesn't say so in the books, Missy Mouse is blind for the same reason that I am. So she's blind because she's diabetic. Now diabetes is a condition that people get that means that they can't eat sweet things like sugar and chocolate and cakes and cookies and things like that because they'll, it'll, they'll make them sick. And lots of people who are diabetic also have problems with their eyesight. And in Missy Mouse's case, there were quite severe problems that meant that she became blind. Why is Missy Mouse a girl? When you create stories, it's always easiest to write about things that you know. So everything that Missy Mouse does in her books are things that I was learning to do when I first became blind. And because of that, it just felt right that she should be a girl. We like Missy Mouse books. We love them. I'm so glad to hear that you both enjoyed reading Missy Mouse's stories. Thank you so much for the questions, Brayden and Bryce. And thank you also to your parents for helping you to record them and send them to me. Bye now. I want to thank you, Lois, very much for answering the questions that our grandsons sent to you. They really enjoy the Missy Mouse books. And of course, having a blind grandparent really makes them understand what blindness is about since I can't be there in person during the pandemic. It was such fun to actually have questions directly from them. It became quite fun, if a little challenging, to think through the answers and to frame it in a way that could be understood by younger children. It was such a fun experience. And I want to especially thank you for having written these books, because I can't tell you how many times we've been on a video call with the grandsons and our son has said, now, remember, Grandpa can't see. You need to use your words. I've heard that over and over and over. And then the last few months since we bought them those Missy Mouse books, he says, now, just like Missy Mouse, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. And so it's really helped our son explain to his kids what Grandpa being blind actually means. Well, that means a lot. Um, I'm glad that they've had a positive impact on the engagement that your grandsons have with, with Peter. How did you get the idea to write the Missy Mouse books in the first place? The children's books, The Adventures of Missy Mouse, really happened by accident because I was learning to use a standard Windows laptop with a screen reader for the first time and my computer teacher said to me, well, the best way to become comfortable using a computer is to spend time using it. And I started creating content. And I wrote song lyrics, I wrote poems, and I wrote a number of short stories. What I realized many years afterwards was that it was at the time when I was still newly blind and was processing the information of what I was learning Oh, so you were actually going through this experience. 
I was by then already blind. It was about a year or two after my diagnosis had been given to me. But I hadn't really had the opportunity to process what I was learning to do, what I was able to do. And writing the stories, particularly from a children's perspective, gave me the ability to process that information. I didn't really plan to publish them. It was only about 20 years later when I was introduced to an illustrator that the idea of bringing the books into the world and making them available actually came to me. So it was an interesting journey. It wasn't a a deliberate decision to write books to help children understand blindness. It was really more about helping me understand my own blindness. And how nice of you to share it with the rest of the world. (laughs) Well, it was a wonderful experience. But I think it's also important even in hindsight, to look back and understand that so many minority groups are not sufficiently represented in literature, particularly in children's literature. In the book industry, we we talk about books being windows into other people's experience, but also being mirrors of our own experience. And I think the Missy Mouse books work in both of those areas. It gives children an opportunity to gain a window into the experience of someone who does use different techniques because of visual impairment. But equally importantly, as perhaps in your family's case, they also show to your grandsons that someone who's blind or visually impaired is also there in books, just another ordinary person in society. Because if we're not seeing ourselves and and the people we know in the books that we're reading, they become other, they become different. And that's often what builds up the barriers that we face. Right. And of course, in this situation, the protagonist is not even a person, she's a mouse. But (laughs) who cares? You know, she's still just a kid. I have had one young child who read them say, Does that mean that all mice are blind? Oh, (laughs) jeez. Right. I love working with children because of the questions that they ask. Right. So our grandson, who's a boy, one of his questions was, why did you make Missy Mouse a girl? But it never dawned on him. Why did you make her a mouse? (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. You know, children are used to having animal protagonists. Yes, that's true. That's a lot in a lot of books. Now, you said you're also a motivational speaker. Is this the kind of topic that you talk about with people? I talk about a number of different topics when I'm speaking with audiences. A lot will depend on the needs of the audience that I'm working with, whether I'm talking about building resilience, overcoming challenges. But often the best way to reach to an audience is to become human. And the best way to make them see a speaker as being just another human being is through using humorous stories. And I suppose like any visually impaired person, we all have quite a lot of those stories of the things that have happened in our lives. So I I use stories a lot when I'm talking to bring home different points about the skills, the techniques that 
people can use to overcome the challenges they face in their life, just as I've used those same techniques in my own life to help me with the, the challenge of overcoming my loss of sight. And you talked about your podcast. What topics do you cover in that? The podcast is called A Different Way of Traveling. And usually what I try to do is to interview persons with disabilities from across the world who engage with travel, who travel to different locations, and who are willing to share some of the stories of the places they've been, the techniques that they use to help them when they're traveling, and then also to look at some of the challenges, how they overcome them, but also to engage with the travel industry to look at travel experiences that are being made accessible. I do focus not just on visual impairment, but I work across the spectrum of disabilities. The majority of the people that I'm interviewing are either visually impaired or mobility impaired, but I have also engaged with one person who's deafblind, and I've also interviewed a number of people with psychosocial and mental disabilities. And it, of course, raises a particular interest of mine, which is the concept of universal access. What does it actually mean? And is it attainable? Do you like to do a lot of traveling yourself? I do. I am a very passionate traveler and I miss travel at the moment. I do try to travel overseas out of South Africa at least once a year. And luckily, my husband is also very passionate about travel. And in the, since losing my sight, I've had the opportunity of visiting, I think it's 22 different countries on four different continents. And every destination has been amazing in its own way. So, you know, we've been talking about the Missy Mouse books as if everybody knows what they are. Can you describe the Missy Mouse series of books? Certainly. There are four books in the series. Each one takes place in a different season of the year. And you can actually see that if you look at the clothing that Missy Mouse wears. She's dressed a little bit differently in each book. But each of the books takes one small experience and dives into the way that Missy Mouse engages with the world around her using her other senses, using assistive technology, and some of the techniques that she uses just to achieve or accomplish everyday tasks. So give us an example of uh, what you're talking about. In one of the books, Missy Mouse is baking some scones, and she uses a laptop computer with a screen reader to read her the recipe. And with safety being such an important component, she's very careful to make certain that she doesn't burn herself and is able to make certain that the, the oven is switched off. So it's that type of technique. In another of the books, she is walking down a sidewalk and it looks at the way she engages with people she meets on her walk and certain obstacles that she meets and how she orientates herself using her other senses, her sense of hearing, her sense of touch, the mobility aid of the white cane. So it's, it's all things that are totally normal to us 
in our everyday lives as members of the blind and visually impaired community, but perhaps are not as familiar to children and families where they have no knowledge of blindness. I'm impressed you made your mouse technically savvy. She's using a screen reader. <laughs> Admittedly, when I first wrote the book, which was many years before they were published, there was no laptop in there. And in fact, my illustrator said to me, you know, Lois, how would you be doing this now? And we added in the laptop at that stage. Oh, how interesting. Oh, well, the world certainly has changed, especially in access technology over the last 20 years. Indeed, it has. Do you think you'll write any more children's books? I haven't decided. I there, There's a few different thoughts that I have had. In one of them, I would love for Missy Mouse to get a guide dog. I've been working with a guide dog. Uh, my, my current guide dog is my third dog, so it's probably 20 years since I've been working with a guide dog. But then I faced the challenge of what would I give Missy Mouse as a guide? <laughs> a dog would be kind of big for a mouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a funny question. One of the other characters in the series is a dog. That's Captain Gruffy, with whom she goes on the yacht in Missy Mouse Goes Sailing. So it wouldn't feel quite comfortable for me. I have thought about having a little ladybug or uh, a grasshopper or something like that, or maybe a friendly spider. I don't know. But that, so that's one thought that I've had. And another thought is to combine Missy Mouse with my love of travel and to do picture books of Missy Mouse experiencing different travel locations that I've been to. So I think both of those ideas could be a lot of fun. Sadly, my challenge is that I never seem to have enough time to do all the things that I would like to do. Right, right. So you've talked about your illustrator, and I know most illustrated children's books, the person who writes the text is one person, and the person who does the drawings is another person. But they work back and forth together, and the illustrator will make a drawing and then show it to the author and say, is this what you wanted your book to represent? But in this case, the author can't see the drawings. So how do you work with the illustrator? My illustrator, Colleen Gomez, is a wonderfully creative woman. And she really fell in love with the idea of the books. And she wanted to push her own boundaries in ensuring that I would be able to gain as good an idea of the images that she was creating as possible. So what she did, she brought test versions of each of the pages, having gone round the images or the major parts of the images with a glue gun to make them tactile. The images in the Missy Mouse books are very bold, very bright. There's not a lot of detail in the actual images themselves. So I was able to feel around the outlines of each of the major components in the image and get a feeling of how she was using the characters and portraying them. Was that her idea or your idea? It was. It, she, it came up with it totally on her own. That was very nice and creative. 
Absolutely. And then as we finished each of the books, she presented me with a wooden three-dimensional statue of each of the four main characters. So that I would be able to feel the character in, in Missy Mouse's case, she has her little backpack on her back. She has her white cane resting across her body. Um, in the case of, I think, Captain Gruffy, the, the ship's captain, he has a seagull perched on his shoulder. So she, she made each one unique as well. And they are such beautiful little statues. And they sit on my mantelpiece. And they can be an inspiration for future volumes to come. (laughs) They might. (laughs) You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Lois Strachan's writings and spoken output and how to contact her directly. Lois, if people wanted to get hold of these Missy Mouse books or some of the other books you've written, where would you send them? All the books are available on Amazon. The best thing to do is just to search under my name, Lois Strachan, which is L-O-I-S-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. And they should all pop up on Amazon. Otherwise, people could also connect with me on my website, loisstrachen.com. And if people had a question directly for you, how could they reach you? There is a contacts form on the website, but it's also possible to email me at lois at loisstrachen.com or hop onto my Facebook page, which is Lois Strachan, A Different Way of Seeing. And maybe you can remind our listeners of the name of your podcast and tell them where they can find that. Sure. The podcast is called A Different Way of Traveling, and it's traveling with two L's. And it can be found on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or any of the major podcast players. Can you remind everybody of the names of your books, including the brand new one? The books in order of publishing are The Adventures of Missy Mouse, which is the four books, Missy Mouse Goes to the Park, Missy Mouse Goes to the Doctor, Missy Mouse Goes Sailing, and Missy Mouse Goes on a Picnic. My memoir is A Different Way of Seeing, A Blind Woman's Journey of Living an Ordinary Life in an Extraordinary Way, and it's currently the second edition of that book. And the final book, my most recent book, is called Pause for Thought, Seeing the World Through the Eyes of a Guide Dog. And in that case, the pause is spelt P-A-W-S, as in the pause of a dog. Well, if you missed any of that information and you're looking for Lois's books or her podcast, you can go to the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for show number 2127. Next week on Eyes on Success, we will be talking about tools for blind scientists. We'll be speaking with Mona Minkara, an assistant professor of bioengineering at Northeastern University. 
She has assembled an extensive collection of tools that she's used as a student, as a researcher, and as a teacher. These include both hardware and software, as well as mobility aids and tools for doing mathematics, conferencing, office management, reading, computer programming, and much more. And you'll find those tools quite useful. So if you're interested in science or almost any career, many of these tools can be useful and you'll want to hear that show. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.